this week as we begin to switch gears and prepare for season six of the writer's block coming later this year I want to touch on something that I believe I don't I don't think I've leaned on this enough on this corner of the internet but for this bonus show I believe I had to this particular show is going to deal with doxing and uh, the article that I'm going to be referencing is in the show notes so I invite you to put your chairs in upright positions because we're about to take off. Welcome to the Writer's Block. This space is for aspiring writers, indie and published authors who desire tips, tricks and tools to foster confidence in your ability to write. This space is also for voice actors, editors and literary agents. All those people whom are writing adjacent. Let this space be a haven, a resource, and a reminder you can write all you see and see all you write. Grab your pens. We're about to circle the block. Own your pen. If you have been a fan of the show for the seceding four and a half, almost five seasons, you know that I have said this particular phrase a lot, at least once a season. For this particular show, I believe it's necessary for me to add my voice and platform to something that I see all too often on social media. For this episode, I'm going to, if, you, if you've listened to the top of the show, you already kind of have a glimpse as to what's going on. If you're diligent students and read ahead to the end of the story, you already know that uh, if you follow me on uh, what Jay said on TikTok, you already know I've been discussing this for the past two days. And it was actually today that I really made a formal uh, writer statement as to, as to what happened. So for the Cliff Notes class, there is a black woman who was a writer. Her name is Ashika or Ashika N. Harrison. Ashika N. Harrison is a part of the blog site Moguldom or Moguldom. And uh, she decided that she was going to dox a young black woman who is a mental health therapist in this particular article. As of the publication and publishing of this show, the article is still up and Ms. Harrison has chosen to shut down all of her social media. Now, while, as you all know, I am a fan of writers, I'm a fan of black women writers, I stand black women whenever I can. And also with that love comes, comes accountability. My issue with what Ms. Harrison has done is she put the safety of a black woman who is a healer, who is a mental health professional, who is a therapist. She put her in danger and now she's, um, and as of this particular Again, this particular bonus show, this particular mental health therapist is out of a job. My issue with what she did is the structure of her article. Again, if you've read it, you already know why I'm upset. And for those of you who may need a little backstory, you might need a snack. 
you cannot be a writer whom can be taken seriously if you throw a stone and hide your hand. You cannot be taken seriously as a writer if you blatantly make up things about people and you're not necessarily paid to do that, i.e. you can't just uh, create a story that's meant to be true and you and you factually know it is not true. One of the things that I try to impress upon all those who come across this space is your integrity as a writer is imperative. No one wants to work with or collaborate with or network with a dishonest writer. No one wants to be a part of part or be associated with a writer who can't stand on what they say. The thing that is disconcerting and concerning about the situation with this particular therapist, uh, her name is Bree. I'm not going to give her real name on the show because my Lord, it's already in the article. I don't want to give any more damage to that, but I really believe that it would be disingenuous for me not to address this problem as both black woman and writer. For those of you who have, who, again, who have rocked with this space for any length of time, you may also be glad to know that for more social justice uh, topics, um, I also have the podcast, What Jay Said, and that will also be in the show notes. However, we're going to stick with the writing because this is what I want to pull at. What happened to her is all is all too common in this in this social media reality. Bree was doxxed by a woman who did not necessarily agree with what she with what she said or what she was doing. She didn't she didn't agree with that. And because she didn't agree with that. She thought the best thing she could do was to, and I use the word report loosely because the article seems to be just powered by Twitter and maybe two paragraphs of what Ms. Harrison said. Now, again, on some end, I'm sure I'll get, you know, fan mail about this being, you know, something akin to doxing, but no, this is why it's not, this is why it's not the same. When you are a writer, you put, you are putting your name, your face, your work for the world to see and you put your name on it. Just like when you were a kid, uh, well, us of the analog age, when you actually had um, to actually write out your homework and you had to put your name on your paper so they would know who, so your teacher would know who the credit would go to. <clears throat> she put her name on this. So since she put her name on this, she should be able to take any backlash or any critique or any criticism that comes to her. My issue with what she did as a writer is she weaponized this article because she didn't she didn't agree with this woman and then gave no other backstory, no other redemptive quality to her. And even Bree said that um, she did not this that Miss Harrison didn't even reach out to her. People used the information that was that was in this article, again, written by Miss Harrison. And again, as of this particular show, Miss Harrison has not responded to, to anyone's uh, tag she is not again all social media is private including her LinkedIn and come to find out as of this posting I have been made aware that she is VP of that space which I find even more interesting hey you guys I'm Chelsea Lockhart an author of Black Girl Fantasies and the founder of the Melanin Library 
an online database of books written exclusively by Black authors. The Melanin Library was created to make finding books by Black authors a simpler experience and create a space on the internet where Black authors are showcased and celebrated without exception. And I'm here to share one such author and their book with you right now, The Undead Truth of Us by Brittany S. Lewis. This book is a young adult coming of age story about a young woman who sees death everywhere, literally. Zari is 16 and is 100% convinced that her mother morphed into a zombie before she died, but she can't figure out why. Now that she's gone, not only is Zari struggling with her loss, her strained relationship with her aunt, and the sense of all her dreams slipping away from her, but now she's seeing literal zombies everywhere she goes. And when a cute boy named Bo moves into her apartment building, she becomes determined to avoid him until he shifts into a half-zombie right in front of her. This book tackles grief, fear, hope, and love, and it's one that I genuinely enjoyed reading. This book releases on August 9th, and you can read the full description of the book on melaninlibrary.com. And until next time, may your books be full of melanin. When I say own your pen, I mean that. I mean own every syllable, own every, own your cadence, own your rhythm, own your pacing, own your thoughts, own your anger, own everything that's going to come from it. Own everything. Own everything. It is imperative that you as a writer, especially as a minority writer, own everything that you say. This also on the heels of a um, film critic on uh, making the paces through social media about how she has no for again this this uh i believe uh the pronouns for the particular reporter are they and them and uh, she's presenting as a white and female that's that's but those are her pronouns or the the chosen pronouns for this reporter are they and them and she says just how, you know, she had no formal training, that they had no formal training. They just are good at this. And yeah, and it come and it's also come to find out that for this particular reporter, their father is actually an editor at the New York Times. So, yeah, you just fell into that because how again? Yeah, get back to me. But at the, but at the same time, the issue that I have with write with white writers is not the same that I have with black writers. I, I expect this caliber of nar of creative narcissism from white writers, because again, when every, when the whole culture is focused around you and you've been given everything in that culture by which to succeed, of course you believe that you're brilliant. There's been no one to challenge you. There's no narrative that you have, that you have either not seen, not been exposed to or not, or not had the opportunity to control as it relates to Brie and this black woman, and this black woman who, again, wrote this article, leaving Bree's, leaving Bree's information in it. And then a collective of black people then using that information provided to get her fired. That's a whole other problem. The, so, the social justice aspect, notwithstanding, from a writer's standpoint, what she did was wrong. Now, again, you can have opinions, you have freedom of speech, but you don't have freedom of consequences. The one thing that I try to impress upon you all on this side of the Internet is if you're going to take up the mantle of being a writer, you got to own that, should You got to own every space, every page, every word. You got to own it, because if you flinch, 
no one could take you seriously. If someone reads your work and gives you a bad review, are you going to just stop writing? I would think I, I would hope not. Just like if you were, if you would, um, write one, one really good work, would you keep writing? I would hope you would. The thing that is imperative that I must, that I must continue to remind you all is that if you decide that you want to keep, that you want to become a writer, you have to be, you have to understand that, that with creativity will always, will always come critique. And from that critique, it may just be harder because, because you are a minority person, but that's not even, that's the tip of the iceberg, the tip of the ice, the rest of the iceberg that I don't think a whole lot of people are uh, cognizant of is the fact that the fact is the fact she said what she said about Brie didn't give Brie a chance to even refute, didn't talk to her, nothing. And she then decided that she wasn't, she was then just going to let everything stand. And in letting, and in letting everything stand, you had a black woman who was hurt by your article. Now, again, I, uh, I had an intern on my blog, the ideal Firestarter, a couple, a couple of years ago. And she was a journalism student and there were a couple, there were a couple of, um, articles she wrote for the blog. And I told her that, you know, we would talk like once a month, but again, she was a college student. So that kind of with, you know, him and Haw. but sometimes when she would send me articles, they would be so negative. And I, and I would tell her no matter what it is, you, there is, there is a way to find the joy. There is a way to find the joy in everything that you write. So you have, you as a minority person are going to have to try and find the joy. Is it always present? No, but even the harshest criticism can be given in love. And it's okay that we as, that we as black people have different points of view. That's fine. That's fine. The thing that is not fine is when you use your platform or an article to weaponize again, to make it to something harmful, giving people ammunition to go and hurt other people. And then you walk away from it as if that wasn't you. That is the problem. The fact that her internalized misogyny, because that's exactly what this looks like. Because again, within the first two paragraphs of the article, she lists all pertinent information. And again, with, black women being under siege for, for everything it seems. And you give a black woman's place of employment along with her first name. And then you just walk away. You can't do that as a writer. If you can do it as a writer, that means I can't trust anything that you, anything else that you do. You have cre- you have a cognitive dissonance for that. You're not appreciating what it, what it is that you're doing. Now, again, if you write something controversial and you want to shut down your social media to kind of, you know, let it kind of ride out to see what's going on. But she didn't start shutting down her social media until Pete, until it didn't land like she thought it would. Then it was just bit by bit by bit because for the, for the people whom have followed, whom are now following this story, because again, it went viral. That bit by bit by bit, she, st- she started shutting down social media. And again, as of this posting, 
Even her Instagram is private. You as a writer, even though you do that, you cannot stop blowback. And in, and in season, in season six, we'll talk, we'll talk about blowback more. We'll talk about how to handle that, how to handle critics. We'll, we'll talk more about that, but this lays the groundwork for, this lays the groundwork for what is coming next. Because if we don't, if we don't get this under control now, if you can't own your pen to the point that you know you won't walk away from something even if you wrote it even if the blowback is bad if you can't withstand the blowback if you can't if you cannot keep your pen from being poisonous from making the ink venom this may not be something you want to do long term As a writer, are you going to get it right all the time? Of course not. One of the beautiful things about this art form, about this medium, is that there are many ways to right wrongs. There are many ways by which you can stand on what you said and mean that with absolute conviction and also be human. And also understand that there's always room to learn. There's always room to do better. There's always room for nuance. The trick is how to keep your pen sharp and not let it be venom at the same time. There are certain things that I've written about, certain essays that I've written, certain blog posts that that I've written that I knew that when I put pen to paper or hit send to um, finish a manuscript or to upload something, I knew when I clicked OK, I was going to have to stand on everything that I said. That I may have to defend it that there may be blowback. There may be people who may ask me to change my position or define my position. You have to have conviction to be a good writer. Talent is always paramount, yet you are going to need some, you're going to need integrity. The moment that you think you have to, you have to run away from something that you know was harmful to someone and make no attempt to make that better, you are the, you are the writer problematic. And trust me, this community is small. It's not as big as you think it is. And I say this as a black woman, I I really hope that Ms. Harrison reaches out to her, but the writer in me is like, she's probably not going to do it because now pride is involved. And as long as pride is involved with the creative arts, these types of dust-ups will always, will, of course, will always occur. Yet there needs to be something in you that as a writer that has to keep curious, that has to keep working at your craft, that has to continue in its search to master this. You're going to have to take the hits. You're going to have to take the criticism. You're going to have to take people asking you, what did you mean? And can you expound on that? And you're going to have to deal with the dreaded, I didn't like this at all. Yet, the purpose that you have to keep in mind is, is your platform, is your book, is your story meant to, meant to entertain or to harm? Is it meant to inform or educate? 
Is it meant to defame? Or is it meant to uplift? A black woman was harmed in an article that a black woman wrote. And that black woman is silent. And it's a dangerous thing for writers to be silent. Go forth and do amazing. The time has come to leave you to your thoughts and words. The hope is that what was shared in this space was encouraging, empowering, and a catalyst to write. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio production and mixing. All business inquiries and advertising inquiries can be sent to circlethewritersblock at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined to support the work of this podcast to continue to fight erasure of black and minority writers, consider supporting through Cash App at dollar sign J-B-H-W-R-I-T-E-S, that's J-B-H Writes, or PayPal at S-G-L-L-C dot one zero three eight at yahoo.com. We will see you next time when we circle the blog.